This is Seattle Hawk Talk with another Seahawk Extra Point podcast. And this is the week the Seahawks get the chance to really get reestablished in the conversation if they can move to 5-3. and three. And boy, I tell you what, it all looks good going in. The matchup looks very favorable on paper. The boys are home and sleeping in their own beds, and it's a game against the AFC. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Seahawk Extra Point podcast. Yeah, it's a home game. Uh, guys are back in Seattle, and that is always going to be back in front of the 12s, and the Hawks' record at home against AFC opponents is perfect, speaking of 12, in the last 12 games. We've got all the extra points coming at you in today's Seahawk Extra Point podcast. Let's talk about this game. Where do we stand? Let's start with the defense. Where do we stand in terms of the NFL rank when it comes to the Seahawks' defense at this point in the season? According to NFL Next Gen stats, total defense were number five, passing defense were number four, and then we're number 17 against the rush. I think that that is a number that's going to probably change uh, yet again. We've been slowly climbing up uh, the charts as far as defense against the rush, and I think we're just getting better and better, uh, and you kind of see that every week. So uh, I anticipate by week's end that uh, we'll probably be the number four or even the number three defense in the NFL. And then going against a team that, uh, people think that this game's going to be closer than it is, than I think it is. I just don't understand why they think it's going to be closer than it would appear on paper. Well, one and a half points. I'm, I'm puzzled by that as well. One and a half points. Go to the passing stat as well, because that one's kind of puzzling as well. Well, yeah, and that's the real puzzling one for me is everybody wants to point to Philip Rivers and say, 37 years old and off to the best start of his career and this, that, and the other. Well, they're only the number 10 passing team in the NFL, but they're going to go against the number four pass defense. That's <laughs> I don't know what addition or subtraction that they're using, <laughs> but you know, in my mind, that you know, this is kindergarten math, and it just doesn't add up for me. You know, you're talking about a defense that's consistently taking the ball away from quarterbacks and causing all kinds of problems because our secondary is just improving every week. And Bradley McDougal is literally knocking people out. Trey Flowers is start, starting to turn into that lockdown corner that we've kind of anticipated that he was. One of the top three tacklers on the team. Yeah, this is the matchup. You know, that's the thing is you can't just look at it, you know, like we always say, look at things in a vacuum. You got to look at the matchup and they're passing offense against our pass defense. We should win that game. And quite frankly, our rushing attack against their defensive rush attack, yeah, again, doesn't match up. So I, I don't know, you just look at this thing on just, you know, based on paper, you got to be pretty happy going into the game, playing an opponent that you have consistently, you know, uh, caused problems for in the past. And we're playing them at home, like you stated earlier. So the full backing of all of the 12s. And, you know, I really think that this game might be the coming out party for the Seattle Seahawks. Really kind of make people sit up and adjust in their chair and say, oh, these guys might make a run. Yeah, well, and they were predicting we were going to be at the bottom of the NFC West preseason. Speak to one of the other issues that I think is really in- important for people to watch as they watch this game. You talked about it last week, and that was about the interior rush, not the edge rushers, 
which always get all the headlines and Frank Clark doing a great job and, you know, Mingo's out there running around like his hair's on fire. But what about those guys on the inside? Because, uh, you know, Rivers has had a tendency to get rattled, particularly later in the game. And boy, those big boys up front have been creating some real havoc and showed that just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, there's several names there that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. The same names are still coming up. Gotta say, Puna Ford is a great surprise, isn't he? I mean, he's five foot ten tall and five foot ten wide, and ability <laughs> to push the pocket. The interior rush is something that's been impressing me over the past couple weeks because what it's done. I think we've actually had a better interior pass rush than we have had in probably four years, and it's just not something that you know is fantastic and is going to blow the doors off, and you know you're not going to see the explosive play. But what you do see is you see that pocket slowly constrict. I use the term slowly, relatively speaking, in it. You know, Philip Rivers is going to get rid of the ball in two and a half seconds, and but watching that pocket constrict around him, you know, it doesn't allow quarterbacks to get comfortable. And then you add in the Frank Clark, the edge rushers, then it starts to become a real problem. And then you bring Bradley McDougal screaming off the edge on, you know, one of his safety blitzes and for crying out loud, it causes all kinds of problems because Philip Rivers is a step up in the pocket kind of a quarterback and it's just not going to be there for him because old Pona or Quentin or whoever's in there is going to be pushing that pocket and constricting it. Yeah, and one of the things you brought up last week was say Mark Steffen who uh, blew in and uh, got himself a sack last week. So those boys up front, Jaron Reed, Shamar Stephan, and Quentin Jefferson, all doing a really great job and putting forward getting some really good quality work. Great to have KJ back. Bobby and KJ, they're a linebacker. Of course, they're probably the best combo in the entire NFL. Bark Mingo, like you said, running around with his hair on fire. And, uh, well, you know, if you think you can throw on our boys at back in the back, you know, Trey Flowers, Shaq Griffin, uh, go right ahead and try. Uh, we'll just uh, do some of those safety blitzes and, of course, my guy, Justin Coleman, is just running around like his hair's on fire, too. Got a pick last week. And I would expect uh, at least, you know, when we get Phillip Rivers, get him a little bit rattled. And uh, somebody is going to be getting a pick this week, if not maybe even two. Move to the other side of the ball because last week, I think we probably put together about the most perfect game we could kind of looking for the same thing this week because, again, when you look at the numbers, it looks like we can just run the ball on these guys big time. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we've been saying it week in and week out, watching our offensive line play that bully ball. You want to know how to beat Phillip Rivers? Make sure that he's not on the field. Control the ball. Control the clock. Just keep marching it down and punishing, you know, the defense. And they're going to break. I've never been a big Phillip Rivers fan. I, I think that he's you know, whiny and gets kind of bitchy when his team is down. And quite frankly, I, I don't think he's got the heart for this game. I think that Seattle is going to take it out of him, both in the run game and on defense. So I can't wait to watch Chris Carson revive beast mode in Seattle and uh, <laughs> watch Mike Davis. Uh, just you know, I mean, it's it's so much fun to watch those two just because they fight for everything. You can hear them snarling when they're running. Yeah, right. And then and then those big big offensive linemen, you know, just pushing people around. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I don't, I don't think that San Diego's got the chops for it. I, I see this uh, a lot more slanted than a point and a half, that's for sure. And one of so the pretty excited for this game. And one of the things that was uh, uh, really good to see last week was to get our, our our tight end room put back together again. Nick Vanette had been you know holding down the fort and you know bringing in whoever we could at backup. And to get Ed Dixon back and see that he had a really good game, couple couple of targets, both catches, 
Uh, 54-yard total and a touchdown for Ed Dixon coming back uh, off of the injury list. And so that was really great to see. So we got Vanette, Dixon, Daniels off of the uh, practice squad, but we got George Fant. Now, I don't, you know, we've had this conversation about throwing the ball to George Fant, and there have even been a couple of leaks out of the practice facility that they've actually thrown it to George a couple of times. Actually had some uh, some defense or some uh, tight end work when he was in college. Not a lot, but he had some. And uh, they've been playing him at that position as tackle eligible in some cases. Uh, boy, you know what? As a blocker, great. Uh, at some point, you're going to throw the ball to him. I don't think it's going to happen this week. I think, like you and I have had this discussion, that that one's probably one you want to keep in your hip pocket until you really need it. But I, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm kind of back and forth on it because you know why, why not just turn him into a regular component of the offense? Yeah, I quite frankly, I think they should just change his number and make him eligible and just call him a tight end from now on. <laughs> right. I I really actually think we're going to see him get thrown through this game just because of the, the oddity and the fun of it. I mean, you know, he's lined up in the slot and as a tight end at this point and tackle eligible. So yeah, I. Uh, it, yeah, and he's been out on a couple routes. So, I, quite frankly, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him get thrown to this week. Um, and, and yeah, you kind of want to save it for you know maybe later on or whatever. But how are you going to defend that? It doesn't really matter if you give people the opportunity to prepare for it or not. How are you going to defend against six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds? What are you going to put on him? A corner? He is bigger than some offensive. Li- well, he's bigger than a lot of offensive linemen. No kidding. And so, so you put a linebacker on him. Uh, what, what what good is that, dude? Don't forget, the guy ran 4-8 in his combine. So <laughs> not like he can't move, you know? <laughs> yeah, jump on his back. He'll take you for a ride. Go ahead. I don't know. I think yeah, that would no be kidding. a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Absolute kick in the pants. I would still love to see a tight end screen because I think that would just be hilarious. But any kind of play or wrinkle where they throw the ball to him, I'm a fan. Uh, it's going to be a great game to watch. Looking for some very positive things out of this game. Not a whole lot to talk about because the team is healthy. We're at home. Everything on paper suggests we're going to have a win out of this thing. Pete does not typically you know, run it up on people. Takes his foot off the pedal a little bit and doesn't embarrass people. But sure would be good to get a really, really decisive win to get the Seahawks back in the national conversation because the way we started the season, if they play like they did last week for the rest of the season, we're going to be there at the end. Yeah, it's been interesting to see some of the old storylines begin to surface again. The storylines where people would play us and then the next week they would just be beat up. And you know there was so many games where we would go play somebody really tough. And even in a loss, the next week, the team that we played would look Nothing. They would look like a shell of the team that they that faced us, and that's because that speaks volumes to the physicality that Seattle brings to the game. The only thing that I want to see Seattle do this week is continue with that intensity and bring the ball, man, and you know, be the extension of Pete Carroll and the cheerleader that he is, and just continue to take steps forward that we know can occur. I mean, if you're listening to people like Bobby Wagner who says, "Yeah, I think we're playing good ball, but I think we got better in us." Rest of the NFL, stand by, man. I mean, we're playing good ball. We're, you know, number five overall defense after, you know, stepping on a Herman the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Bobby Wagner is saying, you know, arguably one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. 
out there saying that we got better in us. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got to hurt for some teams. i got to tell you. And a lot of people making comparisons to the Super Bowl year, including you. Yeah, again, those old storylines are starting to surface again. There's a lot of 2012, 2013 kind of a feel to this team where they're, you know, they got an edge and they got a chip and it's sick and tired of everybody walking around saying they're going to be no good and how can Trey Flowers, who's a converted safety, be, you know, your starting cornerback and what are you going to do because you lost Earl Thomas and, you know, like all that same old crap that you just got sick and tired of hearing. And you got these kids that are ballers. They're ready to bring it and they're bringing it and like week in and week out. So we could be on to something 2012-ish. I mean, 2013, let's be real. That was that was something special. So I had to think to compare, you know, to 2013. But 2012, yeah, no, there's a lot of feel to that. A young team uh, coalescing, really coming together, beginning to play like a band of brothers. And uh, we've said it a bunch of times, the boom is back. The boom is back. Keep your eye out on that. Got to be a great game tomorrow, and we look forward to talking to you after the game and talking about the extra points from the from the game in Seattle. So it's just going to be a whole lot of fun being back at home in front of the 12s. It's going to be a wild game. This is Seattle Hawk Talk, another Seahawk Extra Point podcast. Thanks for joining us. Join us online at seattlehawktalk.com. Go Seahawks!